0: That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Hello and welcome to this special episode of Heritage Radio Network on Tour. I'm Kat Johnson here with an update on what's been happening on the West Coast in regards to these terrible and devastating wildfires. In just a moment, I'm going to be joined on air by Jeff Mosier, executive chef of of Robert Mondavi Winery. But first, some of the latest news out of California. As of this morning, the Boulder Creek area was affected. Residents were evacuated as a 125-acre fire consumed an area southwest of San Jose. The wildfire started as a structure fire at 10.30 p.m. last night before spreading to the brush. Three firefighters were injured upon attempting to secure the blaze. And looking back north, as of October 14th, the number of evacuated residents of Sonoma, Napa, and surrounding counties have reached a high of 100,000. The three main fires threatening that area of wine country are the Nuns, Tubbs, and Atlas fires, and they are currently at 68, 82, and 77% contained, respectively. So that's the latest out of Wine Country right now, and I want to turn at this moment to check in with Jeff Mosier, the executive chef at Robert Mondavi Winery, located in Napa Valley. Um, Jeff, first of all, how are you doing?
2: Uh, hey, Cat, I'm doing all right. Um, everybody's trying to, you know, to sort of hang in there. It's uh, it's been a rough a rough week, though, for sure. I mean, the it's just it's it's really surreal in many ways. I mean, the town has just been blanketed in in smoke and uh it really looked um very like eerie last week um there have been some some days with some blue sky since then um but it's uh it's really kind of uh, crazy um for everybody here and uh it's you know it has been really impacted um a number of people you know i have lots of You know, I have friends, I have, you know, one of our sous chefs, his house burned down, a friend of mine, they have a, you know, small family winery that is, you know, is no longer there. Um, You know, I mean, everybody knows numerous people, I think, that have been um, really seriously impacted. I mean, luckily for me, my house is still fine, and the the winery has not um, sustained any damage, but um, there's a fire still going, you know, basically in the hills right behind the winery between uh, Napa and Sonoma. So it's scary times.
1: Absolutely, and it's, so is there, are those active fires the biggest threat to the daily operations at the moment, or is it that smoke that everyone keeps talking about?
2: Yeah, the worst the worst thing um, for residents right now is just the smoke. You know, um, they have these masks, these N95 masks that um, pull ninety five percent of the particulates um, out of you know, so you're not breathing them all in. And you know, everybody's supposed to be wearing them anytime you're outside. Um, Yeah, and the winery um, has been closed since this started uh, last Sunday and uh, is remaining closed sort of on a day-to-day basis right now based on the air quality. So you can get it. There's like an air quality report, and right now it's um, in the red, which is bad. It's not like the worst. Purple is a little worse. It's like... You know, there's a number system, but uh, I think red is over like 150, and if it goes below that into orange and yellow, and then green would be the best. But um, then, then I think they um, businesses can open, and the schools the schools have remained closed since this started in Napa, and uh, they just they just issued um, a you know uh, an email saying that uh, schools are going to remain closed this week in in Napa County. So. Mm-hmm.
1: And um so you said that the Robert Mondavi winery hasn't really sustained much damage if any um have other wineries nearby um had had any substantial damage
2: The um not in not in this part of the valley where where Mondavi is Mondavi is sort of halfway up the Napa Valley on the west side and the the wineries in Napa Valley that sustained the most damage were on sort of the uh southeast side of the valley and so that's where the atlas fire started and so they like signorello winery which is over there i think is is pretty much destroyed some other wineries like sinski and Dariush, um suffered some damage and then um some friends of mine have uh, a winery called white rock which is on the soda canyon road and um that that winery is gone um as well as all, most of the houses in that area, one of our sous chefs lives up there, and, and his house is gone. They basically looked out the window Sunday night and saw a wall of flame coming down the hill, and they had to get out of there like right away.
1: So. Wow was there was there really any warning at all Sunday when this started happening?
2: No, no, that was part of the the scariest part about it is that it happened so fast, and it was there were some really high winds that night, mm-hmm. and you know it's still being. Discussed as to what actually caused the fire, but right. but what made it so so devastating is that once fire started, the wind was um, blowing so fast that it just carried the fire really quickly to different places. Because I think like the Tubbs fire um, sort of started uh, north of Calistoga, and then quickly spread over the mountain um, into to Santa Rosa, and that's where there was a lot of. Um, a lot of like uh, houses were lost, and you know businesses and stuff in that sort of uh, northeast part of Santa Rosa. And I think what it, what my understanding is that it was, um, you know, it was the winds like picking up embers from a fire and carrying them far um, to that started all those houses on fire.
1: Right, and I also want to ask you. So you mentioned that you've been closed since last Monday. Uh, that's over a week um, now when you so you say you're closed so you're executive chef so this is just beyond like a tasting room being closed so what type of operations are not happening at Robert Mondavi Winery that normally would happen on a on a, on a regular weekday
2: yeah so we do um we have a number of different um uh, meal programs that are open to the public. You know, there's lunches. There's uh, We do a garden-to-table dinner every uh, Thursday night that we've had to cancel, um, where we go we take guests out into the winery garden and pick fruits and vegetables and come back and prepare a meal with the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also do a lot of events with trade, people that we do business with. Um, we host them here um, when they're in the area and um, make them meals with the wines. Um, we do community receptions. You know, there's something scheduled for tomorrow that got canceled um and then uh yeah there's also some things that we do for the tasting rooms different um you know food offerings that that the public can just buy um but yeah so all of that's been halted i mean i've I've been here most days but you know i came monday and like tried to ice down the the proteins and stuff because the power was off and then um i came back tuesday and when we were sort of as it was starting to sink in how bad this was, and we're not going to be open for a while, I took a bunch of the the food that we were not going to sell to the local food bank, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know we're doing things like that. You know the community has really um, been doing a great job of sort of pulling together and helping people that have been um, evacuated or um, have lost homes, or you know for feeding the first responders, stuff like that. So you know we're we're going to feed the um, the Napa Fire Strike Team that's working on the fire right above us. Um, they're going to have lunch tomorrow, um, when they get off duty. Um, so, you know, we're doing things like that.
1: That's awesome. So what, what are some other, um, ongoing local relief efforts that people can get involved with, um, on, in, in that area? So,
2: yeah, so the, um, most of the volunteer work is being coordinated through the, the Salvation Army. Um, I actually, I don't have the number handy. Um, and then the, uh, Besides, like, providing food for the, the shelters or the first responders, um, the best thing is um, is really gift cards so that people who have been displaced can kind of get what they need. You know, the shelters have basically said that they don't need people dropping off more like clothes and shoes and, you know, um, toiletry items and stuff like that. It's more that they... the, the gift cards we better or there's also things like donating just donating money to the red cross or you know constellation the company that owns Mandavi, has set up um a disaster relief fund there where you know they're matching um any money that like employees are donating and stuff like that so
1: wonderful and then what about um i know that a pretty common thing that people have been saying is how we can help across the country is to just buy California wine, support the industry, because this is going to be a particularly hard year to, for people to get out, um, your, you know, the people who sell your wine to make their normal trips around the country during this holiday season. So beyond that, what, what else can, can we do, um, you know, support California wine, um, you know, donate money? Is there anything else that we should be thinking about and doing um, across the country?
2: Uh, I don't know, really. I mean, you know, those things that you said are definitely are definitely helpful. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's uh, definitely unfortunate uh, timing. You know, this is a super busy time of year in the Napa Valley. You know, this is when a lot of people are visiting. This is when um, they're making the wine. Right. Um. So it's a uh, it's usually a super busy time of year, and uh, you know, places like like where I work, the Robert Mondavi Winery. Um, is going to be fine, you know. I mean, it's a big business; they can weather, you know, the the storm. But um, it, it's more the like the smaller businesses, the small wineries, the um, you know local shop owners that are, you know, counting on lots of business this time of year are not getting it, and so those are the people that um, that I'm more worried about.
1: Right. And you mentioned that this is this is the harvest time, but I, I did read that about 85 percent on average of harvest is has been done already. So do you think that that is a, a really great thing for most wineries and that we won't see too much of an effect on the fire and the smoke in this year's vintage? I think that's
2: probably accurate. Um, yeah, you know, most of the, you know, your white wine grapes, your, um, you know, more delicate uh, reds like Pinot, uh, most of them are low is probably already in um, sort of the the bummer part about it is that the stuff that was still out there is the um the like expensive cab that the valley's known for, you know, that's the stuff that they let hang the longest. And I mean, I know Mondavi definitely still had some some grapes out there and I know that they were they were picking them and I think it's a kind of situation where they they don't really know yet um how affected it is, but um they still they they want to get it and they want to try and see um you know the the cab grapes, the Cabernet Sauvignon, are more have a thicker skin, so mm-hmm. maybe that would sort of help them. But I think certain certain places, um, the grapes probably are um, damaged, you know, beyond beyond saving.
1: Right. Um, and my last question for you: I-, I saw that some sources have said that in certain places vineyards actually saved property and potentially lives in Napa County because the patches of verdant and well-irrigated land served as fire breaks um, and helped contain some of the flames. Did you witness any of that happening at all?
2: Yeah. So I've I've seen that. Like I I didn't witness the fire coming down the hill and not going on the vineyard but sure. you know as driving around you can see where um you know like brush or trees have burned around the vineyards um and it's cuz it's basically like all of the the dry stuff the dry fuel is what is what burns quickly and so it was only in sort of really like dense areas or like really areas um, where there's vineyard and lots of other stuff where the vineyard actually did burn. But in a lot of places, I think that really did happen because like what you said about how they've still been irrigated and um, the vines just don't don't burn particularly well. And so the fire just found a different path, mm-hmm. you know, because the fire is going to go where it has the fuel. So it's, you know, if for some reason it really got onto the vineyard. It would burn it, but I think it just follows, you know, the easiest path. And mm-hmm. so, you know, a lot of times it would, it would burn along the hill, but not actually get into the vineyard. And you know, I drove to San Francisco last week to try and get away from the smoke. And we drove through Sonoma and you could see places where, where that has happened.
1: Wow. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. I know that like many others in wine country, you are dealing with um, a lot of fallout and a lot of recovery efforts and i just really appreciate you sharing kind of an update on what's going on with us in brooklyn you're welcome okay um this has been kat johnson for heritage radio network on tour joined by jeff Mosier, executive chef of robert mondavi winery thanks for listening